Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Welcome to Meet Hope Podcast. My name is Heather Mandela. This episode, we're going to be talking about those tough times in life, those seasons where we feel alone or isolated, when life isn't going exactly the way we thought it would. I'm here today with my friend Tian, and like all of us, she has experienced this. I'm really excited to be here today with her. There's so much I want to say, but I'm going to let Tian tell you her story. Tian, as we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, particularly where you are right now. Hi, everybody. Hello from Boston. Uh, I, I'm in Boston right now, actually, uh, to be exact, Cambridge. And uh, I just moved here. And it's been since about very, Easter, right? Yes, totally. And uh, very excited I can get the opportunity to chat with you. I love it. And so now... I will be honest with our listeners here. Tian and I have been able to keep in touch because um, we will have periodic breakfast dates on FaceTime or on the phone and um, stay in touch. And Tian has also been able to stay plugged in with Hope because of our online worship services. Yeah. Which has been great. Um, And also able to plug in with any of our online um, Bible studies that she's interested in. So that's been a cool way to be able to ease the transition, right? So you're in a new place, totally. but, but there's still some familiar things. So, so tell me, Tian, about yourself. How? You're from China. How did you end up in Voorhees and then Boston? Yeah. So my total stay in Voorhees is actually very brief. I moved in Voorhees uh, back in October. That was a very stressful time because I was in graduate school. Uh, I'm doing major of uh, artificial intelligence in drug discovery. I was very ambitious to try to start my own company because uh, AI, drug discovery, all the hot topics. But along the way, I'm also under the burden to graduate, to find a job. I'm from China. I need to be legitimately be able to work here, sustain myself. And uh, along, alongside personal life, also relationship issue is also uh, a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a big chaos for me. So it's exactly it's me escaping Manhattan, escaping from New York. That's uh, leading me to move to Wuhis. So- I, I just found this house online uh, before I realized it's Wuhis. Uh, I, I had never heard this before. <laughs> and all my friends are in Manhattan. They think I'm crazy. I didn't even have, have a car to be able to live it in Wuhis. But I just feel like this is a place. This is a place I must be to run away from all the chaos here. Yeah, you needed in, to find some quiet. Yes, right? totally. Because you did. You yes. had a ton going on. I mean, you had personal issues going on. You had professional issues going on. You're graduating. And just the major of artificial intelligence with drug discovery, that alone makes my brain hurt. I can't imagine um, the kind of pressure and competitive um, environment that you were working and living in. And so Voorhees was that escape, right? It didn't matter where it yeah. was. Didn't matter that you didn't have a car. You could Uber or do DoorDash or you know, whatever you <laughs> needed to do. So yeah. you find yourself in Voorhees, and yes. and um, 
And what happened? Tell me a little bit about that time. You moved down in October. Yes, and uh, uh, because it started with a story to escape, and successfully I escaped to Ruhis, and I got to be quiet. I got to cut away all the things going on in my hand with myself. So in the beginning, it was great. I finally find a certain level of peace that I can really look into what's going on with on my place. But uh, that's not the absolute definition of peaceful because uh, I, although I'm alone with myself, I'm quiet, but I, a lot of things are oh, constantly going on, chatters yeah. in my head, never stop. And uh, um, I stay in isolation for, absolute isolation for a month. Then I start to realize that I cannot continue in this way. This is not normal. This is not healthy. I need to find interaction. Uh, church easy. was yeah. Church was not my first option. I started actually <laughs> be a volunteer at an animal shelter, which is just a little bit of uh, distance away from the church. Also, my house back Love then. It. Yeah, and uh, every time I went there, I I though I'm the volunteer, but I always feel like it's a cat, a dog that are rescuing me. Yeah. They are giving me some liveliness mm-hmm. back into certain house status um that still church was not in my head i never thought i could go there just one week before new year's sunday and this idea just came into my mind mm. oh there is a church across the street maybe i should go there to spend the, to celebrate a new year's day and that's exactly a sunday so then that's how my story with hope church started i love that i love that the holy spirit just like whispered in your ear go to church. <laughs> and I love yes. that you listened. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So when you did, you came to Hope, which by the way, I know that your friends said you were crazy um, for picking up and moving and leaving. I think you are so brave, so brave. Uh, I don't think at your age, I would have, I don't think at my age, I would have had the confidence and uh, to do that. So that is amazing to me. But anyway, I digress. You come to Hope, you're back at Hope for that first Sunday, and you realize there's something here you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yes. So it's actually very simple, but powerful. By then, for someone who has been in isolation for two months, who lost, literally lost the hope and courage, who lost the direction. And the moment I was welcomed by the lobby team uh, with big smile on a cold winter morning, just a very firm good morning, uh, good Sunday. That is super powerful, super warm, super powerful. That changed my life ever since. Yeah, that moment, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. And I hope that um, everyone hears that. You know, that fact that just a kind word and a smile um, can change someone's life. You know, we don't know what people are going through. Tian, you you call that the dark period of your life, your dark time, yeah. right? And tell me a little bit about as you started to come out of that dark time, what changed? Yeah, um, there's no uh, cut, clear cut moment, but ever since I start to go to church, I don't want to sound too. Um, uh, 
addicted to the concept of going to a church, but that's exactly what happened because ever since I started going to church, everything I aspect of my life pick up uh, right uh, one week afterwards, my long waiting paper published on a top journal. I've been waiting for the publication for two years, Mm. right afterwards published. And uh, this paper leading to my TED talk um, in Boston and that leading to job interviews and that leading to my regain of self-assurance, I realized actually, actually I'm good. Actually, I'm good in my major, my research, um, in communication, in understanding the industry. I just regain confidence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and all the problems I mentioned, uh, career, job, uh, um, identity, um, everything got solved. Mm. So that's how things changed. Well, I can and remember. And changed very fast. Yeah. yeah, they did change quickly. Very, too quickly, in my opinion, because that meant you went up to Boston <laughs> too fast. But I can yeah. remember sitting in small group with you and yeah. and praying for those job interviews, you know, and yes. praying that God would just make it clear to you where you were supposed to go. Um, yeah. And then you're coming home and being like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. I, I love that to praying. And, and I told you, it's the first time I asked for someone, I have someone pray for me. Um, and I love that. I still remember that what you said. You said, God, please close some door for Tian because there are too many doors open. <laughs> but that's, it's, it's really what I need. I need some, the door closed. Just leave me one door mm-hmm. so I can be really focused. And that really happened. That's awesome. And um, so... I really appreciate your willingness to have been just open and honest with us throughout the whole process. You know, as as we got to watch you discover who Jesus is, as we got to watch you discover what that meant, um, you gained it's it. The coolest thing happened from my perspective. You gained a self assurance and a self confidence that was amazing, but you also gained this humility. That was beautiful. Yeah. And that was new to you, wasn't it? Yes. I think that's the biggest gain uh, during the process. Uh, I'm someone who, ever since I remember as a teenager, I always try to prove myself to show how competitive I am in uh, all aspects. And uh, when I was young, if someone telling me that uh, you have no control of our life, I was thinking that's too passive. I think I have total control, everything <laughs> that can happen in my life. Um, but this experience um, make me understand it's not only irrealistic, ir- ir- but also a total burden to think mm. in that way. Because when you think you can control everything, you will try all your energy try to think about how you can make it happen yeah. that's a chatterbox in my head keep going but when I finally let go of my ego let go of the thought that I can do everything I I admit the fact that I'm not the ultimate master of my own life I just feel relieved I just uh, realized oh, it's actually comfortable to feel a little bit passive on something yeah yeah, it's comfortable to recognize that no matter how much we think we have control, we don't. Yeah. Um, and then when we recognize, you know, who really is in control and kind of lean into that, it is freeing and peaceful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 
Well, Tian, before we um, say goodbye for this this episode, is there anything you would want to share with someone who is maybe going through a hard time? Is there any words of encouragement you might offer them or things that you found were good in your own life? Yeah. So uh, um, I would say when you feel really lonely, isolated, hopeless, try to reach out to someone who has good energy, who give you a big warm smile and things will change from there. And for someone you are not in a better time, but trust the big power of a good warm smile and that can change someone else's life. Yeah, that we have that power, the, the power of kindness, the power of a smile to make a difference. Tian, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. As we close out this episode, I want to take a moment and encourage you listeners. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling lost, you can reach out. You can contact me at heather at meethope.org or go to meethope.org and see a list of all of our staff here. There are people here who want to know you. God wants to speak to your heart. Know that you are not alone. New beginnings are right around the corner. Tian is the perfect example of that. Thank you so much for listening today. And be sure to listen again for a new episode next Monday and every Monday here on the Meet Hope Podcast. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.